Wednesday nights. Everybody say Wednesday night. Everybody say Wednesday night. Wednesday night. Hey, there it is. So I just make sure everybody's awake. So, you know, because you know, we were worshiping loud. So we're not we're not going to quit. Right. We're going to we're going to stay enthused. We're going to stay engaged. See, that's what church. That's what I love about Sundays. It's, it's a time to engage. But on Wednesday nights, we're, we're going to kind of it's not that we're changing anything up. We're going to teach and we're going to preach the word of God. But on Wednesday nights, one of the one of the things that we we feel pretty strong about as a church is is. Uh, us as a church making disciples, amen? The Bible talks a little bit about that. If, if you guys know that the Bible says, go therefore and make disciples, uh, baptizing in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, but, but we're commanded to make disciples. So on Wednesday night, we're going to be teaching and preaching, but also on Wednesday nights, what, what we want to do is we want, we want participation. We want you guys to come in and say, hey, you know, the Word of God says this. What, what does this mean? Or So, you know, previously, even before Wednesday nights, if you have questions, we would like for you guys to get questions. We want to be able to take time and answer answer those things. But we're gonna we're gonna be a little interactive on Wednesday nights. So I encourage you guys to participate because I believe even out of our Wednesday nights as we go into the new year, I believe that we'll be able to w- launch even life groups out of our Wednesday night. Amen. And uh, we'll we'll be able to because you know what? As you're being discipled, guess what you're gonna become? You're gonna become a disciple maker. Amen. That's what we're all called to do. That's what we're called to be as disciple makers. So so. Um, so don't miss Wednesday nights. That's my little infomercial for Wednesday nights. Amen. So um, so that that it's it's going to be fun. So you know what? If if you're part of this house, you know we we have fun in church. We love serving the Lord. We love talking about the Lord. Amen. Amen. You guys ready for the word? Yeah. Amen. Um, let's let's go here. Why don't everybody just stand to your feet real quick? John 16. If you have your Bibles, go to John 16. John 16. John 16. Thank you, Lord. You know, I've been uh, preaching this series, uh, "Born to Win," and um, and I, you know, and I felt like the Lord really directed me around the the whole aspect of, you know, for us to be born winners in Christ. There's there's a few things I've covered, and I'll come back to this. But to be a born leader, you you have to recognize there's something in your life that that God gives you. And in John 16, I want to read this, and I, I, want, I want you to get this in you today. Amen. John 16, verse 5, it says, But now I go to him who sent me, and none of you ask me, where are you going? But because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. Everybody say the helper. Will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. And when he has come, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment of sin because they do not believe in me. Of righteousness, because I go to my Father and you see me no more. Of judgment, because the rule of this world is judge. Verse 12, it says, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. However, when the Spirit of Truth have come, will, when the Spirit of Truth has come, He will guide you into all truth. For He will not speak on His own authority, but whatever He hear, hears, He will speak, and He will tell you these things to come. He will glorify me, for He will take of what is mine and declare it to you. Man, that's powerful. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, I said that He will take of mine and declare it to you. Father, 
I thank you for the word of God. I thank you for the comfort of the Holy Spirit that you give each and every one of us. Father, I thank you that you've called us winners and we're born to win. But Lord, I pray, let us be guided and, and, you know, by, by the direction of the Holy Spirit in everything we do. In Jesus' mighty name, amen, amen. You can be seated. Ah, oh, man. Woo. I'm excited today. Woo. You're a born winner. Everybody say, I'm a born winner. You know, I started out this series with, uh, with a scripture verse out of Isaiah 55. And, uh, in the, and this is what Isaiah 55 says. It says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. And my thoughts are not your thoughts. My, my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. My ways are higher than your ways. Now, I, 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 lo I love this scripture in the context of this scripture because what it means is the person that I serve, God, has higher things for me. Now, you know, Pastor Brad, you covered this a couple weeks ago. I, I, I think it's just coming back to refresh things because, you know, it, it's good to be refreshed. Amen. So we serve a God that his ways are higher than my ways. His thoughts are, 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 are greater than my thoughts. Amen. I don't, you know, listen, I don't have to stay in the same place. I don't have to, to, to be in a place of stagnation. I don't have to stay there. Amen. I preached on that a couple weeks ago. I'm not hanging around, but around this. And the second thing I, I, I talked about and, and we, we kind of we got around was a renewed mind. It's important that, you know, to be, to be a born winner, we have to recognize that my God's bigger than me. Amen. He, his ways are higher than my ways. His thoughts are, 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 are greater than my thoughts. But also, the, the aspect of being a born winner, you have to understand that something has to begin to happen up here. Everybody point, point right here. Because see, this, this mind, something has to happen in the mind. Your mind now, now has to be renewed to the things of God. Amen? You know, Romans 12, you know, it, it talks about a renewed mind. Do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So we understand that as a born-again believer, when we step into the areas of faith, you know, what God is looking for with us to be able to, for us to, to continually operate in faith is a renewed mind. You know, I, I'm not the same as I was when I, when I got saved 20-some years ago. You, right? You guys, you get that. I'm, I, I'm not the same person. I'm not battling the same things. I, I, have, I have, now have I completely matured? No, I would say that absolutely not. I'm not, but I am maturing. Amen. Brother Greg, he's not here. He taught this, you know, in men's. It was powerful. But I'm, I'm being matured. I'm being perfected in the image of Christ. Amen. But I'm not at the same place. Amen. Because see, my mind, something had to happen. My mind had to be renewed. I, I had to, you know, I had to see what the Word of God said, not what people say. See, a lot of people think that, well, you know, the pastor said this, but in all reality, it was the Word of God. It was, it was what the Word of God said. So when you set yourself under preaching and when you set yourself under teaching and the Holy Spirit begins to hit you, amen? Anybody ever felt the Holy Spirit? Amen. If you're saved, you better shake your head. Yeah, I felt, I felt the Holy Spirit. I felt the Holy Spirit. But you have to have a renewed mind. Amen. And, the and, and you know, and kind of the third part that, that, that I talked about, you know, this past week was the reality of, of, 
of being what it means to be a new creature in Christ, to be to be born again. You guys remember the scripture from last week when we talked about what it meant to be born again. But that you know, Second Corinthians five seventeen, you're you the the old is gone and the new has come is what the Bible says. That when you when you become born again, I no longer have to submit myself to my to the old ways of thinking, but now I submit myself to 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 a new understanding that I, I I'm brand new. You know, think about it. You know. It, when you get saved, God forgives you of your sins. Did you, did you, have you ever just had that revelation that God, God forgives me of everything that I've done? Man, that, that's, that's grace. Isn't that, isn't that amazing? I mean, you know, I, you know, think about it. I mean, you know, what kind of God is he? He's a merciful God. He's a just God, but he, he forgives us of everything. And you know what he sees when we get born again? He sees a new believer. He sees a new Christian. He sees a new person. Amen. It, I'm, I'm thankful for that. You guys say, well, this, this, this is kind of elementary. Well, pastor, you know, I, I, you know th th this is elementary. But I, I fear that in the body of Christ, we, we oftentimes don't get the revelation of what it means to be brand new in Christ. You know, because, you know, what happens as a believer sometimes is, is people want to go backwards. But see, God's pulling people forward. Amen. And it was the analogy I give, I think it was on a Wednesday night. You know, it, it was in a, you know, when I was younger, I, when I was younger and had kids. Amen. I still have kids and I'm, you know, I'm not old. Amen. But Moran and I used to coach T-ball. And I use this analogy because, you know, a, a, a lot of times what happens is when, when, when the new birth comes, it's like, you know, we, we find ourselves getting placed in the wrong position. And I, I, I told this story, and I don't, some of you may have heard it, but I, I remember one time there was a kid. He got up for T-ball, and the tee was here, and he hit the ball off the tee, and where did he run? He ran to third base. He, he ran as hard as he could to third base. And everybody's screaming, all the parents, you're going the wrong way. Stop, you're going the wrong way. And the coaches are running out there. And finally, I was like, let him go. Just let him go. So he, ran, he caught third. Next thing you know, he's going to second. Next thing you know, he's going to first. And he, he, he comes all the way home. He, he goes the wrong way. And then we explain to him. But see, you, you understand, see, that as a born-again believer, you know, you're not called to run the wrong way. You're called to run the, the direction God's called you to run. Amen. So, you, you know, and, and, and that's the right direction. You know how I know this? It's because of the Holy Spirit. You know, the third thing that, that I, I want to talk about, you know, uh, around this subject of being a born winner is the Holy Spirit. Is the Holy Spirit. Because a lot of times people push, they push the Holy Spirit away. I'm not talking about blaspheming the Holy Spirit, but they push the Holy Spirit away. Not necessarily on purpose. Sometimes it's done out of ignorance. Sometimes it is done on purpose. When the Holy Spirit says, don't do this, and you do it anyway. And then the power of God lifts. You know, it, probably everybody in here has felt that sometime in their life. But one of the things about the, you know, I wrote this down, and I, I, I thought about it this morning. Anybody in school ever ever play the game follow the leader? You, you, you guys know what I'm talking about. Gly raised his hand, so so you know you know you follow the leader wherever the leader goes, you go. What well, can I tell you that as a born again believer, one of the things that we have to set ourselves up for is is to follow the Holy Spirit. Because one of the things that Jesus is talking about in John 16, you know, He is the Comforter. He will lead you into all truth. 
Can I tell you that people will fail you? You know, God places people in your life. I'm thankful for that. But, you know, people overall, you know, do you put trust in people? Absolutely. Because some people will say, well, you never put trust in people. No, no, no. You put trust in people because God will bring people into your life. Well, I just trust God. I don't trust anybody. Now, that, that's not how we're created to be. God, God has placed people in your life for you to develop a trust with them. Amen. Think about it. If you don't trust people, where would your life be? You'd be like, well, I just, you know, that, that's what it would look like. You'd be, I just don't trust them. And, you know, and, 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 you know, what happens is the enemy wins a lot of times when you place yourself in, a, in an area where where you don't trust. But one of the things that Jesus is saying in John 16, I, I, I want you to trust what I'm getting ready to send. I want you to trust the Holy Spirit. Because, see, listen, I'm leaving. It's better that I leave so that the Holy Spirit can come. Because He's going to guide you. He's going to lead you into all truth. So my question before the church today, what's the Holy Spirit saying to you? You mean, Pastor Brad, I have access? Yes, you, you have access to the Holy Spirit. We talked about the revelation of our new birth. Well, can I tell you, that there's another greater revelation that you have access to the Holy Spirit. You, ha- you know, that, that thing on the inside of you, God's Spirit is wanting to communicate with your spirit. That, 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 that's what's going on. And, you know, what God wants to do is He wants to lead you into all truth. And the Bible says He will guide you into all truth. Can I say something about the Holy Spirit? Because I love talking about Him. He won't disappoint you. The Holy Spirit won't disappoint you. He won't disappoint you. You know, even when, and I'm going to touch on this today because, you know, I was listening to a word preached the other day and it, it was a word that got into my spirit. Even when opposition comes... The Holy Spirit won't disappoint you. Even when things get thrown at you, the Holy Spirit won't disappoint you. Because you know what His role is? His role is to bring you into truth. His His role is to comfort you. Have you ever had something happen in your life where it's just like nobody understands what's, what's going on other than you? Nobody can relate to, to any, you know, what, what, you know, something that's happened to me. I, you know, I don't know if you've ever lost anybody, but... You know, I remember a time, you know, I had lost my father, my brother, and my grandpa all within a year. And so I, I couldn't explain to anybody what was going on because I, I don't know how to, I don't, I don't, I don't know how to talk about it. I, you know, I was just like, I, I didn't understand it. I, you know, there, there's just the combination of things that were happening in my life back to back, back to back. And I'm like, Lord, what's going on? You know, and you can begin to wrestle. Well, Lord, I'm, I'm serving, I'm a Christian, right? I'm serving you, Lord. But what I, want, what, what I want you to understand doesn't mean that opposition, doesn't mean that things won't happen. But, you know, one of the things that happened was the Holy Spirit. Everybody say the Holy Spirit. Because, see, see, the Holy Spirit is a leader. He comes in, and He will comfort you. You know, and, and, I, and I'll tell you, you know, even at the place, I remember when I, I was with, uh, with my family when my brother had passed. And it was It was, it was hard. It was hard because my brother was well liked. <laughs> you know, it was, you know, it was not a small funeral. I mean, talking six, seven, eight hundred people. I mean, it's it wasn't small. And um, and all I could feel was was being in that environment, the pull, the pull of faith. Because people, people, a lot of times, you know, people when 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 a crisis or something like that happens, people will pull on your faith. And I'll never forget the time that I, 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 I literally was at, at the end of the day. And I walked, I walked into the door, and I looked at Miranda, and I, all I did was look at her, and I broke. 
And I began to weep. And, you know, it was just, it was, it was God. Because then I said, you know, I've never felt this way before. You know, but see, I knew my brother was saved. So I, I, had, to, I had the revelation of, of knowing where my brother was going to be. Amen? I had that revelation. A lot of other people didn't have that revelation. But I had that revelation that, you know, he was born again, that he was saved, that, you know, that, 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 that he was going to make heaven. But see, what the Holy Spirit does is the Holy Spirit, you know, the Bible, the Bible says this, he's a comforter. And listen, guys, you, you have to understand, to be, to, to be a winner, to be a winner in life, you need the Holy Spirit. You need to pull off of the Holy Spirit. Amen? You, 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 you need that direction in your life from the Holy Spirit. Pastor Brad, how do I tap into the Holy Spirit? Can I tell you? You pray. A lot of, th- a lot of times people think this is, you know, do, do I have to be in a Holy Ghost uh, Spirit-filled meeting? Yeah, yeah, that's good too. But how do you tap into the Holy Spirit? You pray. You seek, you seek the Lord. Amen? Amen? Lord, give me direction. You know, a couple Wednesdays ago, we, we talked about direction. Lord, give me direction. Give me direction, Father. These are, these are simple things that you can do, but I, I want to tell you that as, as a believer, you have access to the Holy Spirit. And that, that, that shouldn't be a revelation to the body of Christ, but oftentimes we, we don't like to talk about the Holy Spirit because sometimes people want to make it mystical. They want to make the, like the Holy Spirit is some force. The Bible says He is a person. He's the third part of the Trinity. He, he was there in the beginning, amen? He communicates with your spirit. That's why God gives us the Holy Spirit. If you're going to win in life, please understand this. You need the Holy Spirit. You need communication with the Holy Spirit. You need to talk to the Holy Spirit. Amen. You know why? Because that's what changes you. That's what brings it. You know, think about it. When you get convicted, is it fun? No. Can I? Can everybody say no. no. No, it's not fun, Pastor. It's not fun dealing with conviction. You think about it. When you were in the world, did you have conviction? No. Yeah, I'm just going to have a good time. Wake up tomorrow with a head, hang, you know, hangover, headache. What? I'm just, you know, I'll never do it again. I'll never do it again. And then you, you then you do it again. And then again, Minister Lee Howell. <laughs> then again, you know. But see, then, but see, what happens is that when you get born again, there's there's this thing called conviction. It's because you know what the Spirit of Truth is doing. He, well, you know what the Spirit, Holy Spirit, He's leading you into truth. I don't want you to go this way, son or daughter. But you know, one of the things about the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit's a gentleman. You know, the Holy Spirit doesn't tell you you're going to go to hell. He'll convict you because who has to do the changing? Is it the Holy Spirit or is it you? It's us, right? It's we, we're the ones that have to change. So to to to. to being born to, to lead, listen, I believe that everybody in here has created a, a born leader once they get saved. But the more that we tap into the Holy Spirit, the more we believe, the more we have an understanding of what the Spirit's wanting to do, do through us, man, we, 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 we start to get in line. We start to receive what God has for us. Amen? Amen. Praise God. So, you know, I, I want to talk about this one thing today, and, I, and I'm going to move through this fairly quickly. Because, you know, one of the things I heard preached the other day, and I thought, man, this is a really good tie-in to to what I'm talking about. Because, see, you you need the Holy Spirit. So, everybody, you you follow me so far. But, you know, Pastor Brad, what do I do when opposition comes? Can I tell you that as a believer, opposition will happen? 
You know, no, everything's not perfect as a believer. Everything's not just this way as a believer. No, it's not. But opposition will come. If you have your Bibles, let's go to Acts chapter 13. Acts chapter 13. So why is it important to have a spirit-led life? Why is, why is it important to, to be led by the Holy Ghost? We're going to look at a story in Acts chapter 13. You know, sometimes when people face opposition in life, one of the things they, 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 they run to do, they run or they, well, the devil, the devil's attacking me. The devil's attacking me. Can I, can I be honest with you? There, is, there are real attacks from the enemy. The enemy wants to steal, kill, and destroy. That's ultimately what the enemy wants to do. But can I tell you that every time you face opposition, it's not the devil. And you see that throughout the book of Acts. You see as they were declaring the word, the, 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 the works, the, the, the signs, the wonders, the miracles of God. Did they meet opposition? Did Paul have any opposition in life? Yes, absolutely. So, you know, but what opposition does a lot of times is it, it will increase our faith. Amen. Because you know what we're believing the Lord for? We're believing the Lord for the breakthrough. Amen. So if you have your Bibles, let's go to Acts chapter 13, verse 4. I want to pick up there. Actually, pick up verse 2. Actually, verse 4. <laughs> there we go. The two of them, sent on their way by the Holy Spirit, went down to Seleucia and sailed from Cyprus. When they arrived at Salamis, they proclaimed the word of God in the Jewish synagogue. John Mark was with them as their helper. They traveled through the whole island until they came to Papamus. Then they met a Jewish sorcerer and a false prophet named Bar-Jesus, who was attending, I'm sorry, who was an attendant of the proconsul, Sergius Paulus. The proconsul is an intelligent man sent, sent for um, Barnabas and Saul because he wanted to hear the word of God. But Elymas, the sorcerer, opposed them and tried to turn the proconsul from faith. Then Saul, who was also called Paul, filled with the Holy Spirit, looked straight at Elymas and said, You are the child of the devil and the enemy of everything that is right. You are full of kind of deceit and trickery. Will you not stop preventing the right ways of the Lord? Now the hand of the Lord was against you. You're going to be blind for a time, not even able to see the light of the sun. Immediately, mist and darkness came over him, and he groped about it, seeking someone to lead him by the hand. When the proconsul saw what had happened, he believed, for he was amazed at the teaching about the Lord. Now, you, you, you know, this is really such a, a unique, powerful story, but you, what you see right here is you see Paul being led by the Holy Spirit. You, you see him being, being, being led by the Holy Spirit. Can I tell you that, you know, in, even in the face of opposition, you know, Paul took four missionary journey trips. E every step of the way, there was opposition. But, you know, right here, you know what happens? He meets, he meets opposition. There's a religious person saying, mm, well, a sorcerer, you know, th th that's basically saying, you know, now I'm going to prevent you from doing this. But, you know, one of the things you need to understand that as a believer, as a spirit-filled believer, you now have access to the Holy Spirit, but you also have access to authority. You have, you have, you, you know, and that's what Paul did here. He took authority over the situation. Somebody is here, they're, they're stopping me from, 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 from preaching the Word of God. They're stop, you know, listen, nobody can tell you that you can't be a believer. 
your job can't tell you that you can't be a believer. You know, in this nation, you know, and I've heard it over the years, you know, well, we'll give all these privileges to other faiths other than Christianity. Why do we put up with that? We don't have to put up with that. Well, Christianity's, you know, we're, we're supposed to be kind. What, what did Paul do? Under the Holy Spirit. He took authority. You know, no, no, no. He's going to hear about God. You know, listen, guys. We, there's got to be something. You know, that's the thing about being a winner. You know, to be a winner, that when, when opposition happens or when something comes your way, you, no, I'm standing for God. I'm not backing down. I'm standing for God. People tell me, well, you know, I may lose my job. Are there not jobs? Are, are there not other places that you can go to work? Well, I've been here. But God. My, my God is bigger. My God is able. Amen. Well, I like my job. Well, great. But your, your, your job should never dictate where your faith goes. You, you get, that in, get that in. Your job should, if your job says, well, you can't be a Christian, leave. Because you, there has to be something that you set yourself apart. You know, this is what happened in Acts chapter 13. They were set apart. Why were they set apart? I, you know, I, I believe, you know, Paul was kind of new on the scene. They could have all looked at him and said, you know, man, you, you killed, you were killing us. But see, what happens is the Holy Spirit set them apart. He set them apart for a work. He called them to a work. He called them to an area. Why? Because they were going to be used by God. And, you know, some people believe that John Mark, that one of the reasons why he was kind of, he left at this point was, A, he could have been offended, or he seen the radicalness of Paul. was like, bro, you're not playing around. This guy just went blind. This, this guy just, he, he come against God, now he's blind, and he, he got scared. I mean, there's, there's different thoughts about this, why, why, he left, why he left the journey. But I want you to understand something, that as a believer, the, a spirit-led believer, you have true authority. You can take authority over situations. You can take authority over your home, amen? Amen? I, please get that. You can take authority. Well, you know, my kids, they, they do this. They Take authority. My kids never did run my house. My kids, my kids never, you know, Dad, this is what I want. No, my kids don't run my house. My kids turn their phones in at night. You know, and I'm not saying that to sound weird, but the fact of the matter is, I know when the enemy will come against my family. It's at nighttime. So when my kids go to bed, they're under my roof. Where do their phones go? And I'm not, you know, this, they, they bring their phones and they check them in at my, you know, with Miranda and I. Well, Pastor Brad, that seems a little. No, no, no. Understand, I have an authority. I bet, you know, guys, listen, I, I, the devil wants to steal, kill, and destroy. I know he wants my kids. So I do everything that I can do to safeguard, amen, amen. to set things in motion where, you know what, my family won't, won't, won't come under attack. Because, you know what, I, men, it's because God has given me the authority over the home. Men, you have an authority over your home. Take your place. Women, if you don't have men, listen, you take that authority. Until God sends you someone. Amen. But, you, but as a man, you have that authority. Take it. You cover your kids. Amen. My kids are up and down this road all the time. Driving to Bridgeport. Gracious, I cover my kids in prayer. Lord, I thank you. 
No accident shall come, come in, in, into my home. They shall live long lives. Amen. But see, listen, as a, as a, <laughs> to, to win in, in the game of life, recognize there's, there's going to be opposition come. But understand something. God's given you a place of authority. You've got to open your mouth. You've got to declare things. You've got to speak things. And listen, just like this guy, Bar Jesus, when, you know, when he come against, when he come against, you know, he come against God. He wasn't coming against Paul. He come against the, the sharing of the gospel. So what happens? God, God, God takes care of it. It's not my place to step in and take care of things sometimes. I can say things. I can, I can do what God tells me to do. But a lot of times it's zip. Let God, let, let's let God deal with this. Well, you know, don't you feel? It doesn't matter how I feel. Let's let God deal with this. Listen, guys, if we run off of our feelings in life, we're, you're going to miss the mark. You're going to miss the mark. You, you, you can't be up and down and on some roller coaster. You'll miss the mark. You, you'll stay on that roller coaster of life for a very long time. You know, Pastor Josh Morocco said this. He said, if God calls me into it, he will lead me through it. Man, I thought that was good. If God calls me into it, he will lead me through it. So I, I, I recognize, you know... You know, even being called to this area, this region, God's called us here. You know, can I be do I Do we always understand it? Did I get a blueprint of how everything, that, that I was going to meet Elisa Muscufo? Did, did God begin to, Stephen, did he reveal things to me about people and things like, no, he, he, didn't, he didn't do that. God didn't, God didn't you know, he, he didn't develop the full plan. God called, Amen. So, you know, listen, so when God calls, you know what he needs? He needs people to answer. God's calling people even in this congregation. I know it. I see it. God's callings are very real. God, Minister Mar, Minister Leo, called. Called by God. Recognizing. Could you wake her up, please, there just a little bit? Thank you. So, you know, listen, God calls. God calls and God equips. Amen. He calls and he equips. You know, but God will lead you through it. God will lead you through the things of God, through, 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 through the trials, amen? He'll, he'll lead you through the oppositions. You have to be attentive to what the Holy Spirit, Spirit says. So God's plan always doesn't make sense to us. It doesn't always make sense. But I'm going to tell you something about the Lord. <laughs> Your job is to be obedient to the Holy Spirit, amen? To be obedient to what God asks you to do. But understand, understand that as a believer, to be a, to be a winner in the, things of, in, in the things of Christ, you have to understand you've been given a true authority. You've been given a stamp. You don't have to go pick fights with people. God, God, God takes care of that. But when something like this, an opposition comes, no, that's not, that's, this is who I serve. Just think about Daniel. This is who I serve. Guys, listen, please, please get this today, because listen, you will have every opportunity to compromise. You'll be given bonuses, you'll be given raises, you'll be, you'll be given everything to pull you away from the things of God. You know, I'll give you a million dollars if you don't go to church on Sunday. You don't, you don't think that's real? You know, when Rand and I were leaving West Virginia to go to the missions field, I was offered crazy money, 
crazy money. If you, if you come on and you're a part of this, we'll pay you $250,000 a year. And all I could do was laugh. All I could do was laugh. <laughs> you, know, cause all, you know what I had uh, was I had the word from the Lord. You're to go. <laughs> you know, in that first three months, six months, I'm sitting there, man, that $250,000, <laughs> you know, that, that, that was pretty, that would have been pretty enticing. But, you know, you, you walk it out. You walk it out because you're not ignoring the Holy Spirit. You, you're listening to what the Holy Spirit says. No, I'm, I'm to be here. I'm, I'm, I'm to be grounded here. Amen. You know, I'm, Lord, I submit myself to you. Lord, I'm learning. I'm learning about things of you. You know, I took a call this week from a 16-year-old boy from Hawaii. He sent me a text. Yeah, Sometimes I don't always know how people get my number, but. He, uh, he sent me a text, and he said, uh, he said, Pastor, can I, can I call you sometime? This is so-and-so. And uh, I said, yeah, sure. And I was driving home. It was late. And I said, you know what? Hey, I, I can take your call now. You, he said, yeah, I can I call you? So then he calls. And here he is, 16 years old. You know, he's, he just has a heart and desire to be in the ministry, learning to listen to the things of the Holy Spirit. He said, you know, he said, I was just wondering if you could share some stories with me about the miracles of God, things that you've seen when you were in Hawaii. And I thought, he's 16 years old. And he's, he's being discipled by one of my kids, another one of my kids now. He's, he's being discipled. And he said, I just wondered if you could share some things. And so... I just I shared some testimonies. He said, you know, you guys went out one time to raise somebody from the dead. Could you tell me that story? He said, man, that, that's, that took some faith. Well, you know, I said, we didn't see that person raised from the dead. But, but there was the, the faith was there because we'd actually seen blind eyes open that day. So, so you know, it's, um, see, that, 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 that's what it takes, a hunger, a thirst. Uh, to, to the things of the Holy Spirit. You know, and so, you know, I shared testimonies with him. And, you know, he, he got off the phone. He said, you know, this is my plan. I plan to go to, to Bible school and da-da-da-da-da, you know. And he said, you know, what, what do you think is, like, the, the greatest thing you've ever seen? And, I, and I, you know, I shared with him. I said, you know, I said, our senior pastor had shared with me one time. Well, I asked him the same question. I was asking him the same questions. I said, you know, what, what's the greatest miracle, one of the greatest things you've ever seen? And our senior pastor shared with me prayer. And I didn't understand it. I, did, I absolutely will. Blind eyes open, people being raised from the dead. You know, th those are great miracles. But, you know, our senior pastor said prayer was one of the greatest miracles I've ever seen. So, so I shared this with him yesterday. I said, you know, I said, to start out at the beginning of the year and, you know, have four or five people in prayer, you know, every day, to move to an area where we now have 25 to 26 people in prayer weekly, that's a miracle. Isn't, isn't God good? But see, people are being led by the Spirit. I don't, know how, I don't know how it is for you in the morning time. I wake up most often without an alarm. Unfortunately, it's at 4.30, 5 o'clock. I'm like, give me another 45 minutes, please, Lord. I just, you know, anyway. Yeah, Pastor, you're getting, all, you're getting out here a little bit. 
How you grow in the things of God, though, is to be attentive to the Holy Spirit. I, I believe that, you know, e even this kid calling me yesterday, the Holy Spirit spoke to him and said, you should call, you know, and for him, he's just like, well, I don't know that he'll respond. And, you know, I do everything I can do to respond to people very quickly because he's, that's what the Holy Spirit has told me to do. If somebody needs something, uh, you know, hey, pastor, will you pray? What If you call me, you send me a message of, of prayer, what happens? Pastor Brad calls you, right? How can we pray? That's spirit-led for me. It's not something I play around with. I, I, you know, because I, you'll forget. So I call. I, I, I get in. Let's get into it with. Let's get into this ag agreement thing right now. Let's see God move right now. Amen. So you have to be led by the Spirit in everything you do, not just part time. Be led by the Holy Ghost. Amen. Be led by the Spirit of the Lord. Be led by the Spirit of the Lord. Mister Lee, I want you to come to the keyboard. So the Holy Spirit will lead you and he will guide you. You know, just like Paul in Acts chapter 13. He wasn't confused of his call. Think about this. As a believer, he experienced God. Acts chapter 9, the road to Damascus, he was blinded. And then he got filled up with the Holy Spirit. He wasn't confused about his call. Even in opposition, he wasn't confused about what he was called to do. Please don't be confused as a born-again believer. Don't be confused as, as a child of God. Believe God. Above, above all else, believe God. When you're convinced of who you are as a believer, you won't be derailed. When you're convinced that you're, that you're a Christian, you say, what are you talking about, Pastor? Because a lot of people, I'm a Christian, but they don't behave like Christians. They talk more about the struggles of life than the goodness of God. I shouldn't say a lot of Christians. I just know Christians do that. But listen, I, I want you to have this confidence, this assurance in knowing, hey, I, I, I serve God. I serve God. I'm not going to be derailed from my purpose. No matter the cause. No matter, no matter the situation. No matter the timing. No matter how much money that you may get offered. You have to determine in your heart today. You, you have to determine where, where you choose to stand with the Lord. You know, people think, people think things are rough right now. Goodness gracious. Can I tell you how easy it is in America right now compared to other nations? And I believe it's because there's a church praying. There's a church contending for the things of God. Amen. Man, it's, it's, America's great. The freedom of speech, the freedom to preach, amen. I can go to Walmart today. It's, it's within my five-mile you know, it's, it's radius, right? 
You understand in Australia, you've got a two-mile area in which you can travel. And if you get caught out, you can go to jail. I don't know if any of that lifted, but I mean, you know, see, America's a great nation. When you're convinced of the call of God on your life, you're not going to be derailed. You're not going to be derailed, amen? Though opposition may come, though, 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 though things may come, you're not going to be derailed. You're not going to be tossed to and fro. The Bible talks about that. Shifting back and forth. Sometimes I do it, sometimes I don't. You know, you'll, you'll have a confidence. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to stand for God. I'm going to serve God no matter what. And listen, you know, if anybody ever loses a job because of God, please call me. Because we'll hold a prayer meeting. We'll hold a prayer meeting. And God will give you a better job. Amen? He'll, he'll do that. I know in Hana one time I prayed for a guy for a job four times. Hey, come in, Pastor, I need a job. Father, right now, just lift your hands. Father, right now, I thank you, Lord, that you're going to give him a job tomorrow in Jesus' name. Hey, did you get a job? I got a job. Come back in. Three weeks later, hey, Pastor, I need, you lost your job? The thing about it is he kept getting hired by the same company over and over and over again. It wasn't that they didn't like him. I think he just didn't want to go to work. You're fired. You know, come back. You're fired. Come back. He's probably still working for him today. Who knows? <laughs> I could, yeah, anyway. You won't be derailed when you, when you depend upon God. You won't be derailed by, by, by you know, you, you'll recognize the enemy. And I'm going to tell you that today. Some of you guys just, just recognize it is the enemy. Just recognize it is the enemy. But your place of authority, just like Paul, he, he took his place of authority. No, he's going to hear about the word of God. You have to deal with God. Bar Jesus, he was blinded. Could you imagine having your eyesight? Now you, now you, you have eyesight, but all of a sudden now you're, you're being led around by somebody. Because you bucked the authority of God? It's not a game. It's not a game. This is real stuff. It's real stuff. So as a believer, i gotta, I got to figure out a way to wrap all this up. But um, as a believer, understand that today you have a place of authority. You have a place of authority because the Holy Spirit, He directs you, He guides you, He strengthens you. If you're going to win in life, you, you have to depend upon the Holy Spirit. Amen. And, you know, don't get ran over by people. Don't get run over by little demons. They're little. They're minute. You kick them in the head. You squash them. Amen. You tell them to get out of your life. You take authority over them. Amen. I'm having these thoughts. Father, I command these thoughts to go in Jesus' name. I'm still having these thoughts. I command these thoughts to go in Jesus' mighty name. Okay, they don't leave. Guess what? I call up somebody. I call up. See, this is the thing in the body of Christ. This is what happened. I want to isolate you. I want, I, want, I want you to hear what I'm saying, not what God can do through you. And nobody cares for me. Nobody loves me. Nobody this, nobody that. People don't know what I'm going through. God does, guys. He does. He does. 